TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Pull up a rock by the campfire. It's time for that paleo show with your hosts, Sarah Stewart, Steve Hayter, and the man with no shoes, Brett Hill. Welcome to that paleo show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Sarah Stewart. I'm Steve Hayter. And you might have noticed we're one man down today. Dr. Brett is currently globetrotting barefoot and literally spreading the wellness message worldwide. So we're sure that he's having an amazing time and we did promise that we'd soldier on without him. But uh, in his absence, we are recording barefoot so that he knows we miss him and he's still very much a part of today's interview. So we might be one caveman short of our usual tribe, but we will still have a belter show lined up for you. So let's start off with this thought. Once you have encountered the truth, you can't unlearn it. Now, I'm not sure who the first person to say this was, but I think it's fair to say that it is a realization that will become a reality for most of us at some point. So what we do with this understanding is the powerful part. And that leads me to today's guest, who has had a caveman experience so profound that he decided to make it a permanent part of his lifestyle. So much so, he now works as a fully certified personal trainer and dedicates his time to helping others achieve their fitness goals through his City Caveman plan. Unlike other programs, Michael focuses on the mental changes necessary to get you on your way to fitness, health, and a completely new lifestyle. City Caveman is about mind and body lifestyle change, which I think we can all agree is really important. So by facing the truth about his reality and taking accountability for his actions, rather than blaming outside forces like McDonald's and Pizza Hut, um, Michael set out on his own journey to better health. Initially, faced with the barrage of diet pills, contraptions, and get-fit-quick schemes, he drew inspiration from the past and came up with his own caveman meets common sense approach. His journey of athletic to pathetic and back has been chronicled in his book, 40 Days as a City Caveman, that he co-authored with Annie Clark. Annie helped Michael to relearn what healthy was and how to implement those changes into his daily routine. We are very excited to learn more about this inspiring journey, and we are keen to pick up some gems along the way that we can apply to our own lives. So welcome to the show, City Caveman, Michael Jaroski. Thanks for the glowing introduction. Much appreciated. (laughs) You are welcome. Michael, you've made huge changes and improvements, not only to your physical health, but to the quality of your life overall, uh, which is just amazing. And uh, earlier, I mentioned that you describe your journey as athletic to pathetic and back. Clearly, there is a bit of background to this. Um, Can you elaborate for us? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, back in Chicago, well, I grew up in my dad's restaurant. Dad owned a big steak seafood joint and um, a bunch of KFCs in Chicago as well. And, you know, was the typical high school athlete and then got to uni and started shopping on my own. Um, graduated with an accounting and MBA in economics and started working in Chicago and New York and London and then moved to Sydney and um, all the, the weight just piled on. You know, it was no exercise, uh, no breakfast, or breakfast would be a Red Bull. And then over to the the food court lunches for um, 
you know, Chinese food served in dog tins, heated up, <laughs> and then dinner would be dinner would be to the pub for whatever was on the schnitzel and chips and umpteen beers. And you know, I, I kind of call it like my obesity snowball was was rolling downhill. And um, eventually, I, I woke up at four in the morning, naked, alone on my living room floor with a massive hangover with six inches of uneaten sub next to me. And I was like, I've got to make a change or, you know, diabetes or heart disease is going to make a permanent change for me. So that's what started. I, I was working in, you know, the financial industry and that's what started a, um, uh Oh, time to make a change and I better do it quickly. Awesome. And uh, that uh, gives us a bit more of an idea about the athletic to pathetic. And I guess we're going to lead on to talking more about the, the back. So what I was interested in with Mike, uh, really, uh, I, I noticed some flashbacks to my own personal story there with the food courts and working in a pretty sedentary uh, work environment. What was it that, uh, what, what were the keys to success early on with you when you were stepping into that environment uh, that really helped you cement your success? As far as success in making the change, is that what you mean? Absolutely. Um, well, I, you know, I kind of explain it in a, in a 180 degree, um, turnaround because like I said, it was, it was the Red Bull and the beers. And I just said, I've got to just move in the complete other direction or I'm going to be sick quickly. Um, so success for me is developing a plan. Um, I always say to people, a, you've got to find a plan. Um, B, you've got to get inspired and, and C, you've got to commit to that plan, like find a way of, um, commitment. And for me, it was as cheesy as this sounds, but it's all in, in my book. I wrote a contract to myself. I signed it. And then on my, um, bathroom mirror, I had a daily calendar with three, with a checklist. Did I follow my food plan? Did I follow my fitness plan? And did I get, you know, my two to three liters of water in per day? So that was the commitment. Um, so it's a plan, it's getting inspired, it's committing, and then it's just absolute execution. Um, and if any one of those four things is missing, you know, you're, you're probably not going to succeed, whether it's my caveman plan or paleo or any plan that's out there that relates to food and fitness. So you mentioned inspirations were important. Who uh, were your inspirations early on and, and who gets you pretty excited these days? Um, well, quite personal. And um, for me, it, it's my father. Like I was very, very close with my father and, um, you know, growing up in the restaurant business is a very social upbringing. And, um, he passed away when I was 24. So, you know, there I was, um, missing him and thinking about him every single day, yet leading a very unhealthy lifestyle, almost, you know, taking it for granted. So for me, when I made my healthy change, I thought, you know, my dad would want this. And, and I think people need to a use a family member as inspiration or, you know, there's Olympic athletes doing incredible things. There's Paralympic athletes doing incredible things. Firefighters saving lives. Like there, there's inspiration all over. Each of us just has to tap in and, and use it daily because I always say like 
Inspiration laces the Nikes up when it's cold outside. Inspiration gets you to the gym, you know, when you feel like just watching a bit of Mad Men or, or whatever on television. So getting inspired is just super, super important in lifestyle change. Absolutely. It's um, so important for life in general. To live an inspired life is so much more fulfilling. Um, Michael, you mentioned um, that, um, you know, what you do is, is different and uh, to other approaches, for example, paleo. And um, I think that's really cool that we can all, you know, find our own way that works for us. And there's a lot of emphasis, and we've been discussing that a lot on the show recently, you know, finding what works. Obviously, we're big believers in paleo. Um, but can you tell us about what a city caveman is to you? What does that mean? Yeah, for me, it literally was just a change in mindset of entering um, the grocery store and instead of going for, you know, crappy, tasty, fatty, salty, sugary, in in my mind, it was um, not not strict paleo, but it was, you know, would, would a caveman, if shopping in the grocery store, eat that in a can or mm. that in a package? And um the answer was was no to all that. So I was just making um, meals and my lifestyle changed about three things, fresh, healthy, and tasty. Yeah. And so that that to me is is my own city caveman approach. And you know, paleo essentially is is the same thing, right? Well, we're talking about the same thing. But whereas paleo may exclude right like a, a banana per se, i I want people that are, smoking cigarettes and drinking Red Bull for breakfast. Like, I don't want them to think that a banana is not part of a, of a healthy plan. So um, for me, it's just fresh, healthy, and tasty. You you can eat it. Yeah, sure. And there's a lot of commonality there. Um, when we talk to people about paleo, we uh, have a saying that it's not, you know, uh, unique to us, but Jeff, just eat real food. And I think that's kind of what you're getting at. Uh, would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I go to some of these... Saturday um, markets or farmers markets, and sure, there's some naughty bits in there, but and there's there's bread in there, and but gosh, if people could just go back to like that way of shopping from farmers, and you can you can enjoy some of the naughty bits, but if you're, mm -hmm. as long as you're eating that fresh, healthy, tasty food, um, you're going to be in the right spot. Over, I, I, somebody just sent me an article. Pizza Hut has now. They've now graduated from the pizza. You know, they had a hot dog wrapped all the way around in the crust, like You're a circular joking. hot dog. <laughs> oh, now, they're, now they're doing like the back end of the crust is a little hockey puck, which is a cheeseburger. Oh, so, you know, when you've got people eating crap like that, um, you know, <laughs> just getting them to eat like a turkey burger on some bread with some tomato in <laughs> You know that that's life changing, and that yeah. that's my city caveman approach. Because believe me, I was eating those pizzas. <laughs> I think Steve secretly got a little bit excited yeah. when you spoke about it. To be honest, <laughs> I, think, I think we've I think we've all been there. Those guilty pleasures, huh? Absolutely. <laughs> One of the things um, I found really fascinating uh, with the the approach you've taken with your book, Mike, and uh, also. <clears throat> The, the mindset side of things is you worked in with a professional um, uh, athlete or a professional fitness person and psychologist, Annie Clark, with your book. And one of the things I was uh, interested in is um, what are some of the common limiting beliefs that you come across um, 
when people decide to step onto their health and wellness journey, what are, what are some of those common limiting beliefs that you, that you find? Oh, uh, number one, absolute glowing is, um, I'll, I'll fail. You know, they're, they're, the fear of failure stops people, you know, because they've tried it before. They've tried that diet before. They've tried that fitness plan, you know, with, with great intention and, they only make it three or four days and they go back to their old patterns. So, um, the fear of failure is the absolute biggest limitation to boy, kind of any lifestyle journey that, that we take on, whether it's finding a new job or, um, you know, a new health and fitness plan or a new lifestyle, they, people fear that they're going to fail. What do you what do you find are your most effective techniques to overcome those objections and those challenges that people have? Well, the you know the the four things getting those four things in place that I mentioned earlier, um, and and getting inspired and committed and execution and you know having a proper kind of journey laid out is is just so so important. And you know I t- everybody says oh is it. Is it hard? Is it easy? And I say, hard is diabetes or hard is laying on the operating table. And easy is is ordering that Pizza Hut pizza. But lifestyle change is challenging. And 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 part of it is um, you know, there are no easy words. It's just, hey, you gotta kick yourself in the ass and get it done. And <laughs> and that's that's always prevalent, um, no matter who you are. Yeah, so true. Michael, I know that when you set out on your 40 days initially, you said that you were never aiming for perfection. You were more motivated about, you know, wanting to look good in jeans and a t-shirt and to feel comfortable on the beach. And I'm sure that many people at home that are listening can really relate to this. Clearly, um, you've smashed your goals. And uh, for anyone at home that's wondering, uh, Google Michael um, and in an image search, you, you definitely get lots of pictures. But he smashed your goals and uh, you get you got way more than you bargained for. What were some of the biggest surprises or learning curves that you, you got along the way? Um, oh, boy. From and, and let me say, you brought up a good point because I think – as the Oscars are are on and it's that season, I think too many people are wound up about Hollywood perfection. Mm. And, you know, that's another limiting factor, Steve. Like people think, oh, I've, how in the world am I going to look like those people in the magazines? Well, you know, you don't have to. And, and that was my goal was I just, I've got to get my life back in order and I just want to look good. For me, it's jeans and a t-shirt. If I can walk outside feeling confident, then mm-hmm. sweet. And sorry sir, to your question. Um, I mean, everything changes. The the look in your eyes, your skin, um, you know, I, I hate to bring it up, but time on the toilet speaks to you, right? <laughs> and when not you afraid make a, of toilet time in this search. Yeah, yeah. But when it when your diet is Red Bull beers and Chinese food and you switch, you know, to salmon and vegetables, like your time on the toilet changes. <laughs> and then just just your workouts as as the weight um starts to come off, you just get this little bounce in your step and it makes exercise easier, um, sleep is better, sex is better, your your energy, you know, hungover energy versus up in the morning and vibrant energy affects the way you deal with your partner, your coworkers, and, you know, people at the corner shop. So 
I, I don't know what I've left out, but yeah, everything just starts to to happen. Yeah. And then that, and that's when you realize like, geez, I can't go back to that old way. Like I look better. I feel better. Life is better. And, and that's when you start to go, this is, this is going to be permanent because everything in my life is better. Yeah. Who wouldn't want that? Yeah, absolutely. Mike, uh, it's so great to hear you talk passionately about uh, the, the health benefits that you've gotten from switching to a healthier lifestyle. Um, why, why is it a passion of yours with the approach that you're taking to help other people? Why not be content with feeling tip-top yourself? Oh, well, being in, in strategic and financial consulting, I, I was just a little bit unfulfilled. And, and I wrote this book, and it just was timing. It, I was so fortunate um, to get my book in bookstores. And then some emails started coming in like, hey, I identified with your story and you've helped me. And that led to more writing in a column at Sydney Morning Herald and, sorry, Fairfax um, countrywide. And um, call it helping people has just become contagious. And mm-hmm. and I'd like to think I do it with like a no BS approach where, you know, I, I will I'll never sell or spruik diet pills and protein that people don't need. And, um, I think there's a genuine, honest path out there that people identify with. And that's kind of become my fuel that, that makes me smile every day when people write in and say, Hey, you've really, really helped me with your book. And, um, I just, I love that. Yeah. It's pretty awesome feeling when what you know a, that you've yeah, helped someone. Such um, a great feeling. Absolutely. Indeed. So obviously, um, you know, you, you're a pretty straight shooter, Michael, which I think is great. And, you know, particularly when it comes to health, you need it. People sometimes need that sort of gentle reality or, or not so gentle reality. Um, so you've got a couple of exciting things on the cards coming up. Um, can you tell us about, you know, um, what you've got in the pipeline? Yeah, yeah. So um, in in the next couple of weeks, I am doing a cut the bullshit eight week body challenge, which, um, (laughs) if you're, if your listeners Google it, they can find it and participate and they get a free ebook and can potentially win a trip to Sydney with hotels and personal training from me and rebel sport and Reebok, um, gift cards and everything. Wow. Um, and also in October every year, I do a weight loss month for charity. So the month of October is no, now Droptober, which <laughs> is a it. month that dedicated to, you know, I'm not shy about it. Our, our country, we've got to lose a few kilos. Globally, people need to lose a few kilos. So the month is about doing that in a healthy manner and continuing on past October, November, December, and raising a few dollars for um, Variety, the children's charity as well. Can you tell us, uh, Michael, how, what's the easiest way for people to get involved with Drop, Droptober and what sort, of, what sort of resources will they get to help them? Um, oh, endless books, you know, the, the Facebook community being a part of that, um, blogs by people in the health and fitness industry, just, you know, endless resources to stay committed and inspired. Um, they'll get my book, 40 days as a city caveman. They'll get my cut the bullshit diet book, <laughs> um, on and on and on. But yeah, if, if you just Google Droptober, yep. um, droptober.com, it'll, you'll, you'll find it too easily. Yeah. Nice. And how much does it cost them to get involved? 
Um, it was 20 bucks to get involved. And um, then we encouraged people, you know, raise money from coworkers and family and friends and all that business. I want it to be dropped over now. <laughs> that sounds so cool. Well, you know what? I say to people, like, um, another limiting factor, people, and this is this may get a little bit too deep, but I think people, you know, you can download a movie now. You can download porn now, music now, information now, get your pizza now. But weight loss is the one thing, like, you can't have it right now. Mm -hmm. You know, people want it mentally, but physically you've got to come up with that plan you've got to execute and then it's about patience and i write that with droptober like in a month you can develop a whole new lifestyle well if somebody's got to lose you know 10 20 kilos how quickly does one month go by how quickly does five ten months go by if you lost two kilos each month for 10 months like that's 20 kilos that is an entire new life so yeah. Patience, um, back to your other question, patience is another limiting factor. People could just execute and then be patient, um, invest in that lifestyle change, all the weight loss, the toning, it, it just comes. There's no doubt about it. I think something powerful happens, Mike, when you accept the mindset that this is going to take time and you're committed to it. Yes. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think there's a there's a great power that comes with that, and uh, you also start attracting uh, that result as well, and the resources that you need. One of the things that we are uh, that we like to talk about on the show, and, and that we're passionate about, is uh, having mentors, having people that can uh, give you knowledge where you didn't have knowledge in order to contribute towards your success and your goals. Um, one of the things I was curious about, as being a personal trainer and, and having the experience that you've had with um, with Annie Clark from the from the mindset side, how can someone? At what stage would someone maybe know or start thinking that they could benefit from having a personal trainer? Oh boy, I th I think if people go into the gym and and all they do is hit the cross trainer and they're kind of laughing at what's on Oprah on the television. <laughs> I think deep down they, they know that they're not doing enough. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a, enough information out there where, where people know that they should be moving a bit more dynamically and, you know, men, guys, you should be able to do 20 push-ups. Mm. Um, and we've got to be doing squats and, and movements such as that. And, um, yeah, if, if anybody's ever confused, you know, there's resources online. You don't even have to see a trainer or there's trainers at every gym. Um, not every single one of them is just looking to take your dollars and sell you protein. Like there are people that really, it, it's up to the individual to do a little research and be like, which trainer in the gym is going to help me with my lifestyle change? Yeah. Um, you know, if you've got financial uh, planning, you go see a financial planner. Um, and in any industry, you go see a professional. And in, with your health, if you need to see somebody, just go see that person. Mm. Totally. I think I've just got whiplash from all the nodding I was doing. Um, <laughs> I just, um, I kind of think of it in terms of, you know, every professional or every elite 
athlete or elite business person has some kind of coach. So, I mean, if you want to take it a step further than that and be really good at moving in a way that's going to benefit your body and benefit your health, and I just think it's a a fantastic thing to do if you've got the ability to to get out there and and get in touch with a trainer. So, no, it's it's awesome. And I guess, uh, Michael, on the training side of things, we've touched base a little bit about the food and and, uh, some of the mental strategies and approaches. What do your typical workouts look like and, and how frequently do you suggest, you know, our, our listeners at home workout? Um, I'll definitely three times a week. Um, you know, I'm, I'm in two minds about it. Like there's a, there, there's such a big, you know, we're speaking about paleo, like there's such a big paleo and CrossFit crossover at the moment. And I think people now think they've got to go every single day, hard, hard, hard. It doesn't have to be that way. Like for, for me personally, um, I, I know I'm never going to be on the cover of muscle and fitness and I'm <laughs> a okay with that. So for example, I, I tell people, um, you know, you could do the, the simple workout of five push ups, 10 sit-ups, 15 squats, a hundred percent effort as many rounds of that in like 12 minutes. So yeah. I might go for like a, a nice 20 minute run and then do those full body movements. And, and there, you know, in 30 minutes, you're getting a pretty damn good workout in. I may go for a little run, bring the jump rope is one of the highest intensity cardio moves you can do. Skip some rope and run some stairs. You know, whatever I, whatever I do outside, it um, doesn't always have to be with a boatload of weight but it always has to have some intensity in it. And I may do that three times a week. And then on the weekends, um, it's more about lifestyle. Like I love the Kuji to Bondi walk, the spit to manly walk. Like those are the reasons I moved to Australia. I just love getting outside. I love getting vitamin D and being by the water. And it's just low intensity, good for the mind, good for the body. So if you can get a mixture of that, throughout your week um i think you're you're looking pretty sweet yeah yeah nice get amongst nature awesome yeah i mean how do we have a vitamin d shortage in the sunniest country in the world like (laughs) and then people are you know on television they're they're selling vitamin d pills and you know get outside get with nature as cheesy as it is it's yeah that that saying's been around for a while for a reason yeah, absolutely. You can't argue with that. And Michael, um, just to wrap up on a, a bit of an entertaining point, I had a bit of a giggle and probably because I could relate to it uh, myself in my own journey, but um, you wrote about on your website about how you, once you decided to take positive action for your health, you said that, you know, when you were deciding what to do and which direction to take, that you encountered all kinds of crazy options. And what were some of those top out there, what not to do options? Oh, what, what's the, the new one out there is this Garcinia Cambrodia, like some, you know, it's just whatever the latest fad is out there. And you've got these, anything from the shake weights to the (laughs) dial 1-800 ab dominators. And, (laughs) you know, if you're being sold, you're, you're being sold crap, I, I think. And I, just tell people, you know, push up. Simple still works. And what worked in 1930 worked in 1950, 1990, and it works today. And it's healthy eating. 
and it's quality, efficient movements like push-ups and squats and sit-ups. And so you keep it simple and you will get results. You don't, you don't need four easy payments of 1995. <laughs> that's for sure. So pretty much get off your butt and do the work. Yeah, yeah. I, I tell people sweat, swear, and get a few laughs in. <laughs> um, that's a good workout. Because, you know, we're a lot of us are busy. And when I train a, a mother that may not be in a great relationship, that's also busy at work, that isn't getting great sleep, you know, a 10 out of 10 CrossFit workout is going to overload her system. And, you know, that's how you injure somebody or just mentally overload them. Like just get a workout should be a seven or an eight out of 10 where you're sweating, swearing and laughing as well. And, um, you'll, you'll be back the next day and that's what it's all about. Yeah. Michael, you've given us some really great points to consider and some good constructive, um, take homes, which is fantastic. So for our listeners at home, if, if you like what you've heard today, you can follow Michael on Twitter. Um, also keep an eye out for his articles in the Sydney Morning Herald. And if you want to benefit from Michael's expertise, grab a copy of 40 Days as a City Caveman. Uh, not only is it a great read, it's a comprehensive guide that details workouts, tasty recipes, and gives mental support that's needed for anyone to reclaim their fitness, their happiness, and their health. So um, 40 Days as a City Caveman, it's available in bookstores nationally, or you can actually get a hold of it, um, your very own personally signed copy, through his website, www.citycavemanfitness, all one word, .com, at a very special 15% discounted rate. So um, also keep in mind Droptober, um, get onto the Googles and uh put that in your search so you can get some more info and we'll also post that on our Facebook page as well. So there you have it, an awesome chance to get bragging rights and uh, also some discount at the same time. So seriously have a look at Michael's book Um, and as if that's not enough, Michael's also serious about wanting to help you achieve better health and I did read that if you get his book online, he'll actually send you a personal letter for motivation. Uh, your commitment contract, which we heard about at the start of the interview, and also a 40-day calendar to monitor your progress. So that's the accountability that I love. So um, that's just about it for today. Get out there, make good happen, and remember if you are serious about taking your health to the next level, regardless of where you're at currently, we have the ultimate experience lined up for you all. Cave Camp 2014 is coming and we've got truckloads of awesome lined up for our campers, including workshops from paleo nutritionist and author Claire Yates, barefoot running sessions from Dr. Brett, functional fitness classes from me, meditation and mindset mastery from Steve. We've got yoga, bushwalks, cooking classes and heaps more. So come and get some hands-on practical experience from the experts, connect with your community and join the tribe at Cave Camp 2014. Tickets are strictly limited as we want to make sure that it's a personalized, super fun, action-packed learning experience for everyone that comes along. So to cl- secure your place, head over to our website this right away, thatpaleoshow.com, and click Check us out on the on link Facebook for Cave Camp. A huge thanks again to today's guest, Michael Jarosky. Thank you so much for your time, Michael. Thank you both very much. Much appreciated. As always, we hope you all enjoyed the show as much as we did. Make sure you tell us what you think, and until next week, check us out on Facebook and Instagram, share your story, and help to grow the Paleo Tribe worldwide. Seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.